am I rolling? I think I rolled halfway through that sentence. Um, ow. It's to my beard scratching. Hello and welcome to today's ASMR podcast. No, I'm not doing that. Um, I wanted to play you the recording of one of the live shows I did in Brisbane. Now, I listened back to it. <laughs> I wasn't as funny as I thought I was. I'm actually, I would say on a scale of 1 to 10, I'm about a 5. You know, lots to learn from this tour. Uh, lots to learn. I did a live podcast. It was sort of more a bit of a stand-up routine um, because I feel like my podcasts are boring. I feel like they're a bit shit. And I don't think people would enjoy watching me just talk the rubbish that I talk in the normal podcast episode. So I put a bit of planning and I just spoke about a few more topics in more of a stand-up way. Uh, one thing you'll notice, which I did and I didn't realise on the night, oh my God, I sound like I'm out of breath the whole time and it's so stressful. And I wonder if any of the audience picked that up. But I was out of breath. I remember just being so out of breath. And I wonder if it's because I was like short of breath because I was really nervous. Um, I don't know. Anyway, it's an hour long. Feel free to just turn off whenever. Um, and this was the third show. I did two shows in Sydney, one in Brisbane, one in Melbourne. Brisbane was my favourite simply because it was a Saturday night and the audience was a little bit drunk. I don't know if you can hear the heckler. Um, oh, my God, I'm glad you can hear the laughter, though. I was like, oh, God, because only my mic was recording. So I was like, I wonder if it picks up any of the laughter. <laughs> uh, just note, there is, there is no laughter for a long time and then there is a bit of laughter. Okay, great. So... Judge away, but if you do want to see, if you do like this episode particularly, I am doing some shows across Australia, maybe go to New Zealand uh, next early next year. We're doing the comedy festival circuit. I'm going to burp. Um, I think Trish will be involved in the next tour. So it'll probably, I probably will be a little bit more relaxed on the next one because I didn't plan. I didn't actually plan. I planned the show the day before. I know. Um, here we go. Try and enjoy it. Don't think you will, but thanks so much. Brisbane, are you ready? I don't think Brisbane can hear you. Are you ready? Brisbane, bring you on the stage. Christian Hall! Am I on? Oh, my God. I can't see anyone. I love it. Hello. I feel like I'm talking to myself, which if you've ever heard one of my episodes... Sorry, can you just say that one more time? Oh, my God, I'm so scared of Brisbane people. Um, So I want to say, I think I'm most excited about this show, not because the content's good, the content's boring, but because I really love Brisbane. And also, the Brisbane people are... Oh, I've got to... Sorry, I was supposed to do that. You know how when you watch a Netflix special, they come on and then they do this? And then you go, well, then why the fuck did... Why did... Anyway. Um, okay. Oh, all right, I've got all my notes here and I've written down points and I don't know what any of it means. Oh, where are you from? Bundaberg. Do we clap for Bundaberg? I love that you laugh at that because I couldn't even tell you where Bundaberg was. Well, I, you, well clearly you've drank bloody half of it. Um, Bundaberg, 
is in Queensland or WA. It's Queensland? I just love that I can just have no geography experience and you find it hilarious. This is great. I'm so excited. Um, what did I want to say? Oh, I already said that I'm scared of you, so that's great. Um, I wanted to just show you, you know when you do flat lays and you see magazines and people are like, things I can't live without, oh, my sunglasses, and they're like, oh, how much are they? Oh, $500, so relatable. I wanted to show you my flat lay. Um, Carmex, because I get uh, chap lips, and also sometimes when you are on the portly side of things, um, this area here, <laughs> it stings when you walk briskly in the summertime. So Carmex is very soothing. Oh, my fatties out there know what I'm talking about. Oh my God, you guys are so much fun. I did this show in Sydney and it was great, but I hate Sydney as a city. I grew up there and I love Brisbane as a city and you guys are so fun and I need to stop telling you so fun. It's just because I'm scared of you. Um, I'm literally going to be like, yeah, I'll take selfies after the show. And then you never saw me again. Okay, item number two, Boncella. Now, if you don't know... Oh, my God. You are me. You are my people. Um, so, I use Boncella because I think as I get older, um, everything causes a mouth ulcer. So I found that I can no longer bottle my emotions and push them down. Um, I have to express them, otherwise they... Oh, I wish you could, like, do a close-up. I have... I know you can't see it, but trust me, there are two enormous ulcers. See? Can you see them? Can you... Yeah. And they're gross. And sometimes you shouldn't be proud, but I've never had a bigger ulcer before, and I'm like, wow, it's so gross. And then you put... The, and it's, anyway, um... Don't leave the house without that. And I've got some stories about... Oh, that's later. Now, this one's a weird one. Um, it's nasal spray. Do you just cheer at anything? Or do you actually... Are you all addicted to nasal spray as well? <laughs> um, <laughs> you're fun. I like you. And drunk already. Four minutes in. Great. Um, so, nasal spray. So, I once got a cold and went, great, this is great. And then I used it and then I didn't read, don't use for more than three days in a row. Three and a half years later, um, I need this to breathe, to actually breathe. Um, I would be like, Dimatap, that's stupid. But as a business model, very smart. Okay, back to the Bongella. So, my anger ulcers, as I call them, come from, oh, me being angry. Well, what a surprise. Um, so, I hate confrontation. I don't like it. And I avoid it oh my God, at all costs. If you came at me with a knife, and you were waving a knife, I'd be like, yeah, okay, just stab here. Oh, okay. Thank you. Sign. Selfie. Oh, my God. Is my nose dripping? Bye. Makes it sound like I've done coke before the show or something. <laughs> no, just dime a tap. Um, okay. And rum. I don't drink. I'm really boring. 
What was I talking about? I don't have... Oh, so I actually don't have a great memory, but I often forget that. Uh, so I've written down... I've written down a lot of things here. So there'll be a lot of... What does that mean? Um, so I'm sorry, I will be referring to this, which makes me look very unprofessional. And I really forgot what I was telling... Oh, my anger ulcers! Okay, so... Um, yep. Yeah, um, I'm so sorry. I feel... People are screaming at me the ailments that I suffer from. Um, So this is what happens. Anger ulcers. So I now express my anger to people. So, yeah. So the other day I was in a cab and it pulled up outside of work and I got out of it. Whoa, that's normal behaviour. Two lanes. Imagine... Um, Mary Street, local reference. Um, So the cab pulls over to the side. There's a lane. People can just go around the cab. And as I'm getting out, this woman... And I'm just, like, paying. I'm like, fucking shh. I'm getting out. So I get out and... The horn makes me angry. Not normally. Normally. Usually I love a good horn. Um, (laughs) A car horn makes me... I instantly, when I hear a horn, uh, and it could be, you know, just someone tooting and waving, I instantly go, fuck that! Oh, hi, Mum. Sorry, yep, hi. There's just something about a car horn that fucking pisses me off. I could be walking, like, just down the street and someone... What? Fuck! Oh, that's... Nothing to do with me. So the rage I felt at <sighs> was quite significant. And I went to myself, now I'm going to say something. So I was half out of the car. I had camera gear and I was like struggling and, you know, the gut was hanging out. It was a really flattering angle. The angle was this. No, I don't have a neck. It's just chin chin to shoulder and so I was like this and I was like looking at the ground and I went I'm just going to scream at the ground just because I need to release this and then my brain went no don't do that look her in the eyes (laughs) the power I felt in that moment thanks And then uh, I shouted this at her. Remind... uh, It all happened in two seconds. Uh, What the fuck, you impatient bitch? What do you want me to do? Oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I'm so... Oh, my God, in public. Then, with the camera gear, I'm, like, running away from her. And this homeless man says to me, Excuse me, can you please take my photo? And I'm like, this is a video camera. I can't do it. And I don't want to... I just don't want to do... Oh, Ulsa, great. Okay, I'll deal with that. That's why I always carry that. Um, okay, next point here. Now, for some reason, uh, as a portly person, talking has made me out of breath quite significantly. (sighs) Just give me one second. Okay. Not a fan of responsibilities. I hate being responsible. I hate being an adult. I don't ever want to be in a relationship because it's too much... Oh, 
Fuck responsibility. Fuck off. I don't want to be in a relationship because I hate people. And I hate compromising. That's why you're scary. Because you don't like people. As a collect... Like a collective city. Um, But it's great. I fit in. Um, So... I want to live alone, and I want to die alone. And I am perfectly happy with that. But for some reason, uh, my mum's worried about it. Lots of people are worried about the fact that I can sit at home on my couch and just stare into... The TV's not on. Just stare into nothing. And every now and then I'll be like... (laughs) (laughs) But I have a full... I will have... That's why I started this podcast, Complete Drivel, because now instead of just thinking the conversation in my head, I just record it. And this is why I'm here now. Um, So I also... I hate the responsibility of answering my phone. Oh, my fucking God! Shut up! I, I will talk to you when I'm ready to talk to you. It could be my mum... It's really only ever my mum who calls. And I love my mum so... You think you're so funny, Trudy. She was on the merch stand. Can I just say, Trudy calls me incessantly, and I love you to death, one of my best friends, but at the most fucking irritating of times... I sit down to start Netflix and a conversation with the wonderful Trudy, you know, it's like your mum. It's like 20 minutes of nothing chat. Mmm. Oh, still got anxiety and depression. Right. Mm. New medic... Sorry, Trudy. That's really a... New medication. No, please tell me about it. Fucking hell. Um, Well, that friendship's over. (laughs) No, I do. I love you, Trudy. You're a cunt. <laughs> you know what? That's one less friend I have to fucking deal with. <laughs> Next point. Okay. I'm going to talk about my phobias. And there are a lot of them. Because I hate... Oh, I suppose hating something and being scared of something is very different. I hate everything except myself. And I'm scared of a lot of things. Balloons. I'm so scared of balloons. They're supposed to be fun and happy. But balloons fucking terrify me. And I think it's because at any moment, they can just go... Bang! <laughs> oh. No, I'm fine. Just, um... Oh, your garden's nice. I wish these shorts weren't so baggy. <laughs> no... I've never shat myself in public. That's, that's coming up too, that story. Um, I also hate... Oh, no, this is a hate, not a phobia. I hate kids because they don't understand um, what balloons do. Because they'll, like, drag the balloon along the ground and there are random staples just sticking out of the carpet and I'm just like... Oh, oh, oh. I do this a lot. And just as... Oh, actually, I was going to say... that's not a, a, That quote was not for a Brisbane audience. Um, okay. Uh, 
Yeah, I will, actually. Um, I feel like you will do it. Oh. You know what I don't like? And I'm so sorry. I just don't like gender reveal balloons. <laughs> Boog. Jokes, jokes, this is all jokes. Anyway, see, nothing state, but not for Brisbane. Okay, I am horribly afraid of snot. I just, it's just, it's fucking disgusting. Um, we had a mansion growing up. Like, I lived in a mansion. And when you live in a mansion, you don't realise you live in a mansion until your parents up and leave and they don't tell you. And you can never go back to your family home again. Those fucking... Anyway. Um, we had a pool. We had a big pool and every summer you'd go for a swim and you'd be like, oh, I got home from school. This is the best. Now, I have triplet brothers who are younger than me and what would happen is they'd get in the pool and then I'd go to get in the pool and then they'd come up from the water. And then I would just be like, oh, I don't feel like going for a swim. Oh. Or you'd just be like swimming with your goggles on. You're like, Whoa, what's that? Um, this story, however, happened to me last week. And I was sitting at a porto. Now, uh, it was near my work, and my work is right near two. I've got to put this really dignifiedly. Two, that's not a word. Two buildings, and the people that lived in the buildings were, were poor. Um, they were very poor. <laughs> and the government were helping them. <laughs> Beautiful human beings who I want, I just have a great start in life. But anyway, that, so this one lady was walking past a porto and I was sitting in the restaurant and it's full glass, like glass, 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 glass. And, um, you know, she didn't really care about this um, and wasn't wearing much, but she had her dog and it was cute and I was like, oh my God, your dog is so cute. And then I looked at her and as she was walking, she just went, and an enormous, like a fist-sized chunk of fluoro-yellow snot just went on the window where I was sitting. And at that exact moment, the lady was like, here's your fries and garlic aioli, thank you. Enjoy your meal. And I was like, for some weird reason, I decided to then look at her and um, you thought that was a lot of snot. Um, Her brain was hanging out of her nose and she just did the greatest thing of all time. And I went, yeah, no thanks, I'll, um, I'll just cook some dinner at home later. Okay, great. So I don't like snot. That was the overarching point of that whole story. Um, deep water. I don't like deep water. That's just a fact. I don't have a funny story with that. Um, moths. I can understand why flies exist. Because spiders eat flies and they live and they do their things but moths are just like tiny little things of powder that just (laughs) and they're scary and I think it's because I was told that if the powder gets on you it's highly poisonous (laughs) and I don't know if that's true or not Um, but if you follow me on Instagram you would have seen uh, what I call Mothgate 2017 where I've got like a round, like old 70s light, and there was a tiny, 
just like a tiniest little moth on it, and I couldn't go to bed because the moth. So I like, this is how I thought I would help the problem. Flick the light on and off. <laughs> and then it would just disappear. Um, didn't work. What a surprise. Then I got the towel, and then I was trying to like wave the towel. Um, it worked, except it knocked the glass light fitting off. And then um, I was like, yay! And I searched through the glass, but couldn't find the moth. You know when you try and kill a spider and you don't know where it's gone? That's a very similar feeling. And I couldn't sleep that entire night. I slept with the lights on in a totally different room. And it, I, yeah, moths. Um, there's another thing about moths in my house. My nose is really itchy now. Do you ever like do vacuuming and you go to a corner and there's just a bunch of dead moths there? And you're like, I didn't see you guys alive. Where did you come from? Okay, done, great. Thank you, moths. Fuck you. This is a morbid one. I'm scared of my parents dying. I just wrote that because I wanted you to think I was, like, warm and fuzzy. (laughs) The reason why I'm really scared about um, mainly my mum, because my dad's really useless. I should... (laughs) Mum dying. If dad... I'm like, oh, well... Just one more to go before that inheritance. <laughs> um, they recently sold their home, in the mansion in Sydney. That was one of the greatest things they've ever done because um, all four of us just went, oh, my God, they're millionaires and really old. We're going to inherit a house in the Blue Mountains, which is what's like a really fancy regional area here. Not Bundaberg. Um, Logan. Yeah, like Logan. Oh. I know Logan. And I've been told my type should never go to Logan. Um, one of the best suburbs. Anyway, so... Uh, the, so the reason... The reason why... Um, I, can't, I can't hear you. Um, the reason why... I'm scared of mum dying is because she's like literally the greatest person in the world. She does everything for her kids. She's always wanted to be a mum. She gave up a great career. So she says, I think she was a struggling fashion designer and then claimed, oh, I gave it up to have children, (laughs) right? Um, Then she made all of our clothes, uh, which at the time, so embarrassing. But then you look back at the photos and you see four boys. It's like the Von Trapp family, dressed in curtain material, it's so cute. <gasps> but all the photos of us, we're in tears because we're so embarrassed. <laughs> but what mum would do is she loved us so much that she does everything for us, which has made us fucking useless adults. <laughs> I called her and said, Mum, what's this thing in the kitchen that has a timer on it? And she said, ooh, um, could be, is it the oven? I was like, I send her a photo. Yeah, that's the oven. What do I do with it? She's like, it's best just leave it. (laughs) I'll come over soon and make you dinner. I know what an oven is. I just wanted her to make me dinner. When she dies, all four of us will die with her because we won't know what to do. 
So the shoe goes on the ear? I don't get it. So that's why I'm scared of mum dying, because that's basically the end of my life. Um, and she's old, so that's soon. Oh, oh, do you know what else I discovered I'm afraid of? Trees in the wind. In heavy, so it's really heavy winds uh, in Sydney, and it's, I think it's been a bit windy here. Well, it's always windy, but it's like storms. You get storms. We don't get storms in Melbourne. And, like, I realised um, trees have branches, and in the wind the branches fall, and they kill people. And so now I don't like walking under trees when it's windy. Great story. Um, I'm a terrible driver. I'm so scared because I can't hear what they're saying and I don't want to be like, what was that? Um, I'm a terrible driver. So my first car was a champagne-coloured Volvo. If you have children who have yet to learn to drive, I strongly recommend Volvos. No, get a Volvo. It's like a tank because I once ran into the side of a building and nothing happened. Um, except when I reversed out of the building, um, the rendering of the building collapsed. Um, that's, yeah. So, I think I got my bad driving from my mother because she drives like this. Hmm, look at that over there. Look at that up there. Look at that over there. She never looks in this direction. Which made uh, going to the Blue Mountains um, particularly terrifying as a, as a young boy. Now, if you're not familiar with the Blue Mountains, their roads go like this at 65,000 feet in the air. And they're thin and there's a cliff. And uh, one particular episode with Mum, uh, the view was stunning and... Uh, she was just like, wow, look at the view. Oh, made that turn. <laughs> wow, look at that. Look, everyone. And we're just shaking. And Dad wasn't looking, obviously. Um, and she goes, John, why are you... What? Look at the view. And he said, the greatest thing my father has ever said, well, Karen, someone needs to be watching the road, don't they? <laughs> and we were all like... <laughs> Mum, it's true. She once, so we had a Tarago growing up because there's like a bajillion children. And um, the Tarago, it doesn't have a bonnet, it's just like your feet. And so mum could go up to a roundabout and just stop, right? Then she upgraded to a RAV4, which has a large bonnet. And what she failed to realise was she could no longer just come right up to the roundabout, but she still did. But then she would do the dumbest thing of all time, and flat... No, your turn. I'm like, Mum, we're in the roundabout. <laughs> they, they cut... And... Oh, God! And then the other car would mount the roundabout to get around her. And she'd be like, see? I was like, are you drunk? Like, I, I've never seen my parents drink, but when you've got four stupid morons for sons... I don't know how she coped. I do remember, though, um, I was too young to realise what they were, big poppers with things on them, which was just cask wine. And <laughs> as an adult, I come to realise that mummy's just going to have a popper. <laughs> an entire popper. Oh, mum, can I have one? No, no. 
actually, yes, yes, you can. <laughs> she used to put, when we were kids, rum on our gums um, because she said, oh, it helped your teething. Not when she'd pour a shot glass down our throats to get us to go to sleep. I love my mum. <sighs> okay, I'm also a bad flyer. And I'm not flying the plane, just passengering in the plane. Um, for example, um, I convince myself that turbulence is a good thing because there's always turbulence and I hate it and that I watched enough um, air crash investigation to understand that no plane has ever gone down because of turbulence, which is a fucking lie <laughs> because they say that but if it wasn't for the turbulence, the crack in the wing wouldn't have gotten bigger and it wouldn't have fallen off. So yes, the wing was cracked, but the turbulence exacerbated the situation and everyone died. <laughs> yes, it was a wing crack, not turbulence. So there was a dust storm in Sydney uh, and I was the last flight into the airport before they cancelled all flights. <laughs> that was great. Which meant our flight was probably the one where they went, oh, that's concerning, we should cancel all flights. <laughs> Because um, this is what happened. Normal turbulence. In normal turbulence, I'm like this. <laughs> Trying so hard to be a big, brave boy. In dust storm turbulence, it's like this. <laughs> um, just air ceases to exist in pockets, but large pockets. And so, with every motion of the plane, um, I shat and pissed myself. <laughs> but maintained a great exterior and soothed the pain with some Bongella. We're coming into land. Now, the dust storm was ev everywhere. So imagine land, seeing the ground like that and going like this. And then hearing, Gung. ladies and gentlemen, we're just going to do a go around. <laughs> no! Now, you think a go around, oh, look, if you can't do it the first time, don't just, we'll just go home. <sighs> That's fine. Don't go around, go home. Now, going up, in turbulence is way more scarier than going down. So the go around, it was 20 minutes of this. And um, I, I just, I thought I was okay. I thought I'd convince myself that flying was fine. Um, and I hate flying and I hate human beings on the plane because every human being on a plane is a fucking cunt. <laughs> Here's the reason why. All, say we're all getting on a flight. All of us here are getting on a flight. We're all going to get on and it's going to leave with all of us on the flight. If old Sally McFuckpants doesn't get here, they buzz her, okay? They call for you. You will not miss your flight. We are not blowflies trying to get on a plane. We don't all need to get on at exactly the same second. Just calm the fuck down. One, if you seat in a window, get on first. 
if you seat in an aisle, fucking wait till the end because there's nothing I hate more as a fatter gentleman than coming in and going, oh, sorry, I'm just in there. And then they're like, can you move away so I can get out? I'm like, I can't because there's always people around me. Why did you get on before me knowing full well that I needed to get in there? Well, see, here's the thing with, with me thinking the seats are too small is um, they've always been the same size, but um, <laughs> I just don't want to admit I've been getting a bit bigger. And that brings me to my next point. My, I, I did some photos on Tinder, and I did them four years ago, and I haven't updated them. And I was 25 kilos lighter. And... Um, it's hard because when you're 25 kilos lighter, you actually can't meet the person that you're talking to because they won't like you. So what I've decided to do is get a personal trainer and try and thin this down a bit. Um, so all the hot people that I'm talking to, I've got to chat with them long enough to lose the weight and then finally I can go on a date. But my version of a date is get your dick out. <laughs> I don't have time for chitty chatty, okay? If my mouth is doing anything, <laughs> it's on your dick. <laughs> and it's been really fun to try and manipulate conversations and I think uh, this will sound arrogant because it is. <laughs> I'm now getting recognised a lot. And so... Being a sex pest when no one knows who you are, fine, you just block them and they can never contact you. Being a sex pest when you have a profile like I do. Oh my God, what? Half a million on Facebook, I know. <laughs> um, that was really, I'm so sorry, that was yeah. a bit louder, that'd be great. Okay. <laughs> You're the best. My ego is so hard right now. Um, what was I saying? Oh, so I've got to steer the conversation in a certain direction uh, that elicits the sex pest response from them. So I'll be like, um, hey, a winky face tongue out emoji. Um, and they'll be like, what are you up to? And I'll go, I'm in a hotel room. I love not wearing clothes in a hotel room. Do you? And then I get, oh, where did they go? Oh. Or um, the eggplant emoji is a really good one. And as soon as I get, as soon as I get like the slightest whiff of like sexualness, I'm like dick pick, dick pick, dick pick, dick pick, dick pick, dick, 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 and I don't care. I'm like my face is in it. I don't care. Send it to the world. I will. Own, I came to this conclusion. If any of my nudes got leaked, and if I've sent you nudes, don't leak them. I don't want them leaked. I'm not that attractive, but if they got leaked, I would have to be okay with people seeing my body and my huge <laughs> gut that covers my tiny penis. <laughs> um, so I decided, I had a hotel room, and I decided I'm going to take some new nudes. So I set my camera up and I put it on a timer, and um, I was like... I did some new poses. And um, so just for your knowledge, 
I don't like anything here. And I also don't like doing that because I get three thrusts in and I'm tired. <laughs> it's just so much effort. And then like, if you're lying on bed and they're like, oh, I'm gonna sit on you. I'm like, oh, it's just fine. It's just, it's, oh, I don't wanna look you in the eyes, like turn around. And then, and then it's weird. And then I'm like, oh, I can see my, that's disgusting. I'm like, oh shit. I'm limp inside of him. Um, uh, oh, finished. <laughs> there it is. Anyway, I was taking nudes. So I took some nudes. That whole thing was supposed to lead to, I don't like that or that, but I took nudes where I was like, this is confronting, like bent over. <laughs> I wish... Oh my God, I wish I could show you so much because they're so good. Because, because I would fuck the shit out of me. They were, they look nothing like me because I've been going to personal training for a while. So my legs are like muscular. And, um, this is what I heard when I was bent over the bed hearing beep, beep, beep. Mini bar restock, mini bar restock. I was like, ah, kicking. She opened the door. I was like, I'm naked! Bam, bam, kicking. Oh my God, what have you seen? Thank fucking Christ, she didn't open the door fully. And I was like, I'm nude, I'm nude. And she's like, oh, minibar restock, have you taken anything from the minibar? And I was like, no, but I'm about to drink all of the contents of this minibar. Oh my God. Just while you're there, do you like that one? Yeah, just swipe to the left. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? Oh, fuck me too! <sighs> I am so turned on, I need some water. I'm just going to stand like this for a minute. Uh. Sorry, that was a weird pause. Um, oh, yeah, took some photos. Oh, here we go. How's my PT going? You don't want to know. Um... So I've got a personal trainer and I started PTing because I needed to just move um, because I don't move. At work, I sit. At home, I sit. In the Uber to go from work to home, I sit. When I go out for dinner, I'm sitting on my couch and the instruction for the Uber Eats driver is, doors unlocked, just bring it in put it on the table. <laughs> so 30 kilos later, I thought, oh, I better do something about it um, because when I move or sit down, or lie down, I make noises. For some reason that helps. And the alarming moment was when, um, and I do this, I did this recently, I, um, I did two things. I was half asleep, half awake, and I was dreaming of sushi, and um, in my half asleep, half awake phase, imagine this, pretend this is sushi, um, I went, hung. And I leant into the sushi that wasn't there. And I went, oh, fuck, I got a problem. <laughs> and then the other thing I do before I fall asleep is make a noise because it actually helps. So I'll be lying there and I'll just be like, oh. <laughs> oh, that's weird. And now I've woken myself up again. So I'm like, okay, I'll just, I'll just go to sleep again. This doesn't feel right. Uh, that's better. 
and I've started making weird noises. Um, the knees were clicking, and if I went up two flights of stairs, or as you've seen today, walked from there to there, I get really puffed out. Now, I've been doing PT for three months. I'm still getting puffed out, which concerns me greatly, but it was more the mobility. So a lot of people at work were like, you're still fat, and you've been going to PT for months. And I'd be like, no, it's true. There's no point. And I went, no, I need to actually eat healthy. Yeah, see, I tried um, to wean myself off Kit Kat Gold, which, um, if you've never tried it, it's the most... It's crack cocaine, basically, in a chocolate. Um, and I've been really good. I haven't eaten. I've discovered um, fad dieting. That's what I... In my mind, I was like, I eat the following foods. Potatoes, cheese or bread. That's what I ate. And then fad diets. I was like... There'll be a fad diet soon, which is, oh my God, you can eat as much cheese, bread and potatoes as you want and you'll lose weight. So I was just waiting for that fad diet to arise and it, it hasn't come. Um, so I now pay Ben to um, train me at a bikey gym. I go to a bikey gym. <sighs> I'm fucking so gangster. Um, the difference between a bikey gym and a normal gym is fat people don't go to a bikey gym. Uh, bodybuilders go to a bikey gym. So I'm there and it's just like... <sighs> and I'll be doing like one kilo dumbbells next to this humongous guy who... They don't, none of them wear deodorant. And they stink. But I would literally lick the sweat off of them because <laughs> they are so hot. And he'll be doing like 600 billion kilos... And then I've got to time my bathroom break for when he goes to have a shower. Um, oh, I just really need to pee for five to ten minutes, Ben. Oh, my God, look at that. Yeah, one second. Oh, oh don't. Sorry. Cheap laugh. That was a cheap laugh. I do it in the cubicle where no one can see. <laughs> Again, not true. I do it in the showers when I hope someone can see. So... Ben is the most lovely, awesome human being um, who's really fit and really hot and just really lovely. Now, what I've got to be careful of with Ben is I mistake his loveliness for, like, open flirting. Um, and so, in my mind, he's obsessed with me. <laughs> Let me tell you some of the things he says. Oh, my God, your back muscles are bulging. Oh... And then he touches them to make sure I'm working the things correctly. And I'm just like, mm. And he'll, like, gra he'll grab the side of me here. Like, you know, tap it in. You know that, like, from Happy Gilmore? And he comes around the side of it. That's what he does to me. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Oh, I love you. What? Um, so he then said to me, um, you need to eat healthy. And I went, yes, I know. Fine. How do I do that? And he said, I'll cook for you. <gasps> I do, Ben. What? Oh. He cooks meals for me. Oh, my God. He's making me look more... Trying to make me look more beautiful. Um, and I think this is the closest thing I've ever had to a boyfriend. And um, I have to pay him a lot of money, though, but I don't care so much. Um, but he said something that made me go, maybe he does love me. Um, he said... How about I come over to your place? I was like, yes, absolutely. And help you cook. 
That too, great, okay. He, next weekend, this time, next weekend, I'm gonna be in my kitchen with my personal trainer and I'm gonna be like, God, it's so hot in here. We should totes take our tops off. I mean, our pants will already be off. Um, are you, oh, no, see, I just want full dick out, is what I want. I really feel like a big sausage, Ben. Do you, f or do you feel like a big sausage? Actually, I'm not up to that stage yet. I can get three pumps in, Ben, if you want, but I just can't do anything more. Um, ben will never see or hear this because I've told him to never listen to any podcast that I make because I've told him that I'm in love with him and I think he likes it. Um, oh, yeah, he's coming over. Um, I've put in here, I hate how I look in photos. And I feel like everyone can relate to that because as you get older, you get fucking ugly. And skin sags and things just don't sit like they did in their 20s. Um, for example, I have what I call sex pest face. So you'll often see photos of me where I don't smile, I pull a face because I think the face that I pull looks better than this that I'm about to show you, which is the sex pest face. Your laughter utterly disappoints me and reaffirms the fact that I look like a predator. Um, I discovered Sex Pest Face when I met Sam Smith, the singer. I know, I met him. We had conversations and just like Ben, my personal trainer, I think he wanted to fuck me. He didn't. He felt sorry for me. But I will take anything I can get. Um, we got a group photo because I work on an afternoon radio show uh, with Carrie Bickmore and Tommy Little. Um, and so we were doing this whole thing where we surprised Carrie in her house with Sam Smith, blah, blah, blah. We get a big photo. Everyone in the photo looks stunning. The lighting is great. Everything is amazing. And then there's me. And I am at the front. Everyone's here. And they like, just look so great. And then I'm bent over. The gut's hanging out. Like, this is not a flattering angle, I'm aware. The chin is here. I'm at crutch level with Sam Smith. My favourite part of the photo was, there was no way to crop me out of the photo. And do you know what my team chose to do? They chose to not post it at all. And I was really flattered because I thought they did that because... They thought I'd be offended if that went in. No, they just thought I'd look like a fucking crazy person. <laughs> anyway, and I also think, I also think um, it looks like I have like a fake fat suit chin. <laughs> like it just looks like a bit of padding that I've attached. And I, I hate it. And so if we're going to do photos after, all I ask is, and Trudy, I think you might be taking them, you take them from a high angle because it misses the chin and it, does, it misses the gut as well. So you lean forward, right? It's sort of, you've got to hold, you push it in first. You lean forward. Now, the reason why you do that with your arms, right, is it tightens here. It tightens there. So you see, you know when you go to a red carpet and you see celebrities and they're walking and then they post for a photo and they're like... <laughs> it's because their fashion stylist has gone, okay, you do that, you do that, you do that. It tightens everything and makes you look good. Except you look like a fucking weirdo. <laughs> but when you adapt that model for taking photos with nudes, okay, and 
I feel like this is just a sea of women. There's some guys in here. If you're going to send a dick pic, this is heinous. No one wants to see underneath an erect penis. And if it's angled like this, your gut hangs out. No, no. If you're go- it's basically what I'm asking. If you're going to send me a nude after the show, you take it from here, you stick your hips forward because it, it makes it look like it's bigger. The gut goes in and the chins are gone. So you look nothing like yourself at all. And then you send the nude. Okay, great. Teach audience how to send nudes. <laughs> Done. Oh, my God. This is my favourite story of all time. <gasps> it's the cab lady story. Not the other cab lady. She's... Fuck. Piss her off. This is an old 80-year-old woman I encountered on the... Saw, no, in the middle of the road. Imagine... Uh, six lanes, like a busy, super busy, like main highway in Melbourne. Six lanes, two lanes of... This is really confusing. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, wait, one, two, three, four. Eight lanes, with two of those lanes being for trams, right? Okay, I've got to paint this picture vividly in your mind. There was intersections coming into the highway. It was just very busy. I crossed the first section. Now I'm waiting to cross the next section. And there's an eight-year-old woman. Sorry, when you get old, you get indigestion. There's an eight-year-old woman who's waiting to cross, to keep going. And so I just stood there. I'm like, oh, yeah. Instagram. He's on. Like him. Go in and like all of his photos so he gets my subtle hint. Sorry, not all the photos. Only ones of him topless. Oh, why didn't we get to... Cry? Oh. oh, fucking old bitch didn't push the button. Okay. <laughs> button. Oh, she's probably got dementia. Leave her alone. Poor thing. She's got a walking stick. She's in, like, her Miller's outfit. <sighs> Sorry, friend. No, Miller's is... It's a great brand for all ages. Mainly the old people. So she's in her Miller's outfit... Um, she didn't push the button, so I was just like, I'll just, I'll just do it for you, it's okay. Everything's good, you're still alive, good for you. <laughs> breathe in, breathe out. Um, so then I got to wait for the lights again, and it's a long wait, and that's why I was so annoyed at her in the first place. Then she did the weirdest thing. Um, she had a walking stick, and she just waved it in the traffic. <laughs> and I was like, well, I mean, it's quicker to die like that, but you can euthanise yourself as probably better for... Uh, what do you... Okay, I just watched. And I was like, if you've got a walking stick and you're waving it vigorously, do you need it? <laughs> anyway, um, that went on for a bit and then I realised what she was doing in the middle of eight lanes of craziness. She was trying to hail a cab. Oh... She really did have some form of dementia. And I felt really bad, but equally really excited to see how this was going to go. Because there was nowhere a cab could stop. Like, these cabs were going 80 kilometres an hour when she was waving at them. They were three lanes over there, and she would see them and, like, like they could just appear here. And I was just like, in, in her mind, what was the cab going to do? Anyway, the light went green and I was like crossing the road like, 
Oh my god. Oh my god. Is she gonna? Oh no, it didn't stop for you. What? I don't. It's not gonna. Okay. And then I stood on the other side of the road and I just watched. <laughs> and then I thought I should go just like bring her across to this side of the road. She'd have better luck. I mean, she still wouldn't get it on this side of the road, but maybe I could just. Uh, what do I? So I just left. And I went to my dinner, had my dinner, and then came back. Um, and then I saw the strangest thing. Um, I saw an ambulance um, where she was. Um, and I, I'm pretty sure it wasn't for her. Turns out it, it was, and Cab Lady died. <gasps> no jokes! <laughs> Definitely jokes, she didn't die. She, okay. Don't tell dead cab lady story in the next show. This doesn't work well as a pen. Um, okay, where am I up to? What's the time? Oh, it's 20 past eight. I don't know what that means. What time did I start? 7.30. Great memory, great, good, good skills. Um, I've gone through sitting in the same... Oh, like, you can't sit in one position for very long. Like, I feel like most of you here... It hurts just to sit like that. It's just painful. And that's one thing I've learned is you can't... You just Like, I find standing here, I've already got some lower back pain and my knees are already throbbing and my feet hurt and I've been here for, for 40 minutes. Um, I did the Mardi Gras where all I had to do was this. On a truck. Wave. Oh, my God! Is that... I have newfound respect for the royals because the pain I felt when the adrenaline, like we finished the parade and the fun adrenaline um, just uh, like just shut down. But for some reason, this caused the most extreme chafing in this area. <laughs> and I remember getting off the truck and going, ah, oh my God. It was like there was a bit of sandpaper in there. And it really hurt. Now, if you've ever done the Mardi Gras, you haven't done that. Have you? Oh, my God. It's so fun. And then they drop you in the middle of fucking nowhere and you have to walk for, I think it was a, an hour and a half, it took me. <laughs> and you push your knees together because you don't want to move this part. So <laughs> you're doing this. But then it looks like you've pooed your pants. So then you do this so that your thighs don't touch. And then you just go, I don't fucking care what people think. I'm in agony and I forgot to bring my Carmex and it really hurts. <sighs> so the moral of the story is I now don't agree to do anything that requires anything but just a little bit of light standing here and a little bit of gestures. Because my body, I just... It, it just uh, things don't work like they used to. That implies that they used to work. My, it never worked. Oh, ah, oh, ah. Oh, making the bed. That's like running a marathon. Oh, people are like, oh, so this is how often I change my sheets. Not very often. <laughs> now, I say this confidently and I'm not ashamed. Every seven to eight months, twice a year, really, I'll change my sheets. I just don't understand why that's disgusting. The skin and hair was on me to begin with. It's now there. Like, it, 
It was touching me before. It's not touching me. Does it matter if it's touching me again? No, it doesn't. Am I still alive? Yes. Have my nasal cavities imploded? Yes, that could be the reason why. I don't care. Making the bed is like a proper cardio workout and I hate cardio. I know when I need to change the sheets because I flick them and if it goes... It's time to maybe change them. Then I get my Dyson out. And I just vacuum and go, well, now they're clean, really. I don't need to wash them anymore. Um, when I first told people that, they were quite horrified. And I just was like, is that not normal? How often are you supposed to do it? Then I Googled it every week. What is this bullshit? So... This is what I did the last time I changed them. I took them off the bed. Easy, it's so easy, just um, And then I put them in the wash. And then for the next eight weeks, I slept with just no sheets or pillowcases on the bed or a doona cover. I don't know why you're horrified. The mattress is clean now, it's clean. I got rid of the gross sheets. And now I'm sleeping with a beautiful, clean inner doona um, and some pillows and then I thought, oh, it's usually when my parents come to visit that I pretend to be clean. I was like, oh, I better make the bed. Um, and even in my guest room, I probably... My friend Trudy's in the audience and she slept in this bed. Um, so, Trudy, this is how I clean the guest bed. Um, <laughs> I also don't like changing the sheets on that bed. Um, I just vacuum it. And I just make sure there's no hair visible on the thing. Uh, so I had an experience with my aunt and uncle when I changed the sheets. I, I washed the sheets for them and one chest hair fell on the pillow and a chest hair looks like a pubic hair. And my uncle said to me, there's pubes on the bed. And I was like, oh, no, there's not. Yuck. They probably were pubes. <laughs> No, 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 it's my masculine chest here because when I change the bed, I lean and it falls out and I'm not... That guest room, and it's no secret to Trudy, I'd hope, uh, that's my sex room because my bedroom is like... I mean, I don't change the sheets in seven months. I don't want someone else in that bed. Um, that's gross for them. Um, so I have my guest room, which is always clean because I never have guests. Jeez, I wonder why. Um... And so, that's the sex room. So, I don't ch change, change the sheets, is that it? Yeah. Um, so, sometimes I look at it and I go, well, I'll just put a doona over there. But, see, if they take the doona off, they'll see those stains. Um, I, just, I just don't have time. I've really got to watch the whole season of Sabrina and, you know, they won't notice. Great. Okay, great. Okay. So the takeaway is there's my jizz all over the guest room. <laughs> um, Trudy's slept on my jizz, yep. Um, Trudy and Jen brought their daughter tonight, who's 15? 14. I'm so sorry, Mia, that you... you she hasn't slept in that bed. Oh, God, I hope not. No, she slept on the floor outside, which is so much cleaner. No, that's a yoghurt stain. That's a big yoghurt stain. Oh, my God, Mia's in the audience. Okay, um, I've got three minutes. 
Now, I want to talk about this fun new game. Yeah, I know, I'm plugging my merchandise. How gross and... Anyway, this is a really fun game, and I'm not just saying that because I really need them to sell. Um, so, Trisha's True. So, it comes in what looks like a dildo should come in. Now, when I saw this, I immediately went, I wonder if I could make a mould of my penis and people would buy it and fuck themselves with it. Um, porn stars do it. I would love a Trish dildo made from Christian's dick. And then I went, nah, that's going to be way too big. Um, I could do a pocket-sized one that goes on a key ring, maybe. That's more accurate. Anyway, what's in Trish... I can't talk. See, I get really excited when I talk about my own junk. Do you know what I've thought once? If I could clone myself... I would have a sex slave. And I wouldn't tell anyone. That'd be great, wouldn't it? Because you could do, like, really weird things. Um, anyway, I'm going to get to those weird things. So you ask... Let me just tell you the game. So inside here... That's how it always goes. Nothing. I get nothing. Is that good? Does that feel good? Anything? 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 There we go. Um, so inside are 12 fortune cookies. Now inside the fortune cookies... Thank you. Inside the fortune... I'm like, maybe he's laughing because I've got something on me. Because I didn't... Thank you. Um, inside each fortune cookie is a truth question that you have to answer. So I really want people to buy this for like their families... Um, and then they all sit around the table as a family, Christmas time, birthdays, and then they have to answer the following. Nan, it's your turn. What have you got? Have you ever had a gay experience? <laughs> and you know old people. Old people, they don't care for life anymore, so they'll be really casually racist and also just tell you everything that they used to do back in 1915. Oh, back in my day, oh, I was seeing Larry and Tim and Roger at the same time. I once had three penises inside me. <laughs> Jesus, man, okay. Um, you've also got, do you have nudes on your camera roll? That's always an eye-opening one. You should do that at work. My camera roll is only nudes. Um, have you ever farted while having sex? Wait, just, just a bit of shush. Can... On the count of three, two, one, I just want you to say yes if you farted during sex. Three, two, one. <gasps> Same! So, but this wasn't a fart out my anus. This was a fart that happened when I was lying on top of someone, finally, like it was weeks of just fucking. I invest so much time in Grindr, um, hours and hours and hours, and the payback success rate is like 1%. So I finally got this. Uh, tricked this guy into coming over and this is how I do it I'm like I love anonymous sex with the lights off so you can't see that I've sent you different photos no don't touch there touch. yes that's my stomach isn't it firm oh yeah that's my dick that is not my pinky finger how dare you um, what was the story? Anyway, uh, long story short, it was hot and sweaty and I was like on top of him and my 
gut was sort of in his back crevice. And then as I came up, my chest cavity inhaled the air and it went... <laughs> and it was really funny. But I love, like, really hot passion. I, like, love passion. And then, like, the passion was gone, but I was like, don't laugh because you want the passion. And it was like... <laughs> and then I was like, oh, but it's really hot. I'm just going to, like, try and do what I did again, but just, like, let the air flow, not like that. <laughs> and then you're like... <clears throat> and it was funny. And I think we both just went limp and stopped. <laughs> and I was like, damn it! Wait, let me try again. Okay, great, great. Um, oh, what's your sexual kink is one of these questions. And I've been asked some very weird things. Now, uh, you'll get a message from someone. So I'm on a website that um, I won't tell you what it is because it's really full on. Your profile photo is like just a nude photo. Like... You're not allowed to upload face pictures. It's just dick photos. And so um, the chats that go on um, are just quite intense. And so this one guy messaged me. He's really hot. And I was like, yes, I've got it. Yes, yes, he's coming over. And he's like, what are you into? And like, I'm like, oh, whatever you're into, I'll do anything. I'm very vanilla. I like a bit of kissing and a bit of like... I like Mostly I like to do the things up here because like this, you get tired... Like, everything, everything from here down, you just get tired. Like, you can lie down and they... Anyway, you don't need to know that. Um, everything was going well, and then I'm open to ideas. I've pissed on someone before. I'll never do it again because I didn't like it, and I'm a nervous weir. So I was really impressed that I... I had to get a little bit drunk so I could, because this guy was so hot. The hot ones always like the weird stuff. And I'm like, I just, I just want to be naked with you. Okay. <laughs> just, can we turn the lights out? Because I don't like you looking at me when I'm trying. Anyway, it gets worse. Um, one guy asked me if I would shit on him. You know what I'm about to say. Of course I didn't fucking shit on him! <sighs> there is something called rimming. Now... Ooh, yuck, I hate doing it too. What? I really like licking someone's asshole. Clean! Okay, I hate... Shit. Just as much as I hate... No, I hate snot more. I'd rather lick someone's shit than lick their snot. <laughs> Obviously, I wouldn't lick either of them, but if, if I was in Guantanamo Bay and I had to, I'll lick the shit. Um, this is what was requested of me. Hi, um, I have a rim chair. I was like, what? A rim chair? Don't you just lie on a bed and someone sticks their face in your ass? Like, what's a rim chair? Oh my god, I googled it! It's a toilet seat, it's a chair! And the person lies down! And you sit on their face and they... Okay, but it's not for comfort, it's not so they can lie on their back and just let their tongue do the work. No, it's so you can shit into their mouth.
Then they swallow it. I thought two girls, one cup was just a once-off thing. No, it is not. Into your mouth? Hmm. What does it taste like? This was the reply I got. It's a bit spicy. (laughs) And then I go, well, I mean, I could tell the story on stage. That'd be a great story. And I have something that I want to tell you. Of course, I didn't shit in his mouth. Um, Should we finish on shitting in mouths? I think we should finish in uh, shitting in... I've got nothing that's going to top shitting in someone else's mouth. Um, So what we're going to do now is um, I'm going to do uh, some photos outside. Um, I'm going to sell some merch. Hold your applause. Just stop. I've got some public service announcements to do. Um, And now I've forgotten what they are because you really threw me with it. So go outside. Photos. Oh, we're going to do... So don't leave because I'm just going to do a photo because this is the biggest audience I've ever had and then I'm just going to brag. Oh, my God, smallest crowd tonight. Um, can, uh, so before you, like, vigorously scream and applaud, we'll do a photo, then I'm going to film you video- doing that thing that I can't now say, applaud, and then I'm going to post it so it looks like it was a really funny show. Um, so are we able to do the photo now if we turn the lights out? On? Alf? What am I saying? Yeah. Oh, my God. You're all so pretty. Um, Should I hold the mic? All right, so I'll count one, two, three, and then it's uproar, yeah? Can we all do that? One, two, three. Is that everything done now? Okay. So now that we're done, I'll do photos. Um, photos are $120 each. Okay, fine, 110 And I never know how to finish. So I'll see you outside. Thank you so much. You're all a bunch of cunts.